Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Welcome back, everybody. This is the 47th episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teen podcast. Today, we're going to talk about, do you say yes when you really mean no? But before we go into that, I just want to thank all you moms who take the time to message me or email me about how much these podcasts are helping you. If you are one of these moms, can you take a moment and go to iTunes and give me a five-star rating? You will be helping other moms find my podcast. Also, if you like listening to my podcast, you will really like to listen to my audible version of my award-winning and best-selling book, Dial Down the Drama. Okay, back to this episode. Do you say yes when you really mean no? It seems to me that there are two kinds of people. There are the people who have a really hard time saying no, and they end up saying yes when they really mean no. Like when your daughter says, Mom, uh, a bunch of us are going to spend the night at Isabella's um, house. Is that okay? And you say, well, Mom, okay. And then there are people who don't have a hard time saying no and sometimes jump to a very quick no because it's inconvenient for mom or mom doesn't want to even think about it when actually the answer maybe could have been yes. And yes may have been that better answer. And so then um, your daughter says, mom, there's a bunch of my friends spending the night at Isabella's. Is that okay? No. Why? Because I said no. Okay, neither of these two responses are ideal, and we will explore that in this episode. So here's a question for you. How does it feel to say yes when you really mean no? First of all, if you're one of those moms who says yes when you really mean no, you are not alone. This is something that many moms struggle with in the teenage years. I've talked to many moms about this, and I've thought back to when my daughter was in high school, and I definitely have been guilty of saying yes and no too quickly. But when I said yes when I really meant no, it caused me a ton of anxiety. I felt pressured to say yes to things like going to a concert that a majority of her friends were going to, and she really pushed me on this. But those times that I said yes and I really meant no, I worried about her every second that she was away. And I felt like I let her down by not protecting her. And I let myself down for not being stronger in protecting her. So what I know is that when I don't have a solid yes, I feel disempowered as a mom. It doesn't feel good. And listening to so many moms, I know that ambivalence doesn't feel good. It opens the door to beating yourself up. You kind of hear your mom, your own mom's judgy voice saying, what kind of mom are you? Often you feel manipulated by your teen, and you find yourself second-guessing yourself. So much anxiety comes from saying yes when your intuition is saying no, and you don't feel good about the decision. And this is so draining. Now let's explore what are some of the reasons you may say yes when you really mean no. One of the reasons you tend to say yes when you really mean no is that 
you have a lot of empathy. You can see how bad your daughter wants to go to this party, and you don't want her to miss out. You don't want her to not have friends. It can feel mean to say no. Sometimes your empathy can lead you astray. It's like you're paying so much attention to your daughter that you're not paying attention to your own intuition, your own still small voice. In other words, you don't check in with the wise part of yourself. You're swayed by your teen's desperate pleas. Okay, two, another reason you tend to say yes when you really mean no is it's harder. You know that if you say no, your daughter isn't going to say, thanks so much, mom, for protecting me and looking out for me. You know there's going to be a drama storm. There's going to be a big time pushback. You know in some ways, yes is easier. Saying no takes more energy and time and can be exhausting. And if you say no to them going out with their friends, then you know you will have a really angry, mean teen in your home, or some parents describe it as a dark cloud hanging over your house. When you say no, often the teens will pull out an arsenal of tactics. Some feel like blackmail because they give you an ultimatum. Mom, if you make me go, then I will fail chemistry. I won't even try. They will argue with you. And I call this adolescent logic because it's not even logical. Adolescent logic is that I will keep pressing your buttons till you say yes. Sometimes it's mean-spirited, like if you say something like, sorry, you can't go to the party, and she says, what's wrong with you, mom? Just because you don't have any friends doesn't mean I can't. Sometimes you're tired, and it just feels like too much. You may fear her mean words or slamming doors or throwing phones or her mocking tone or just sucking the life out of your home. So it all comes down to this. You say yes because you fear your teen's reaction and you just don't have the energy to deal with it. There are other things you may fear like her being in a bad mood or getting mad at you or fear that she will not talk to you. Three, another reason we say yes when it really is a big fat no is because we are in mother fog. A mother fog is when we have so much going on that we are in a brain fog. We just have too much going on. Our attention is splattered and all over the place. Our teen often approaches when we are distracted with something else, like we are on the phone or we're watching our favorite Netflix series or returning emails for work. My daughter loved to call me when I was in the grocery store while I was looking for some random grocery item, and she would ask me if she could go do something with her friends that she needed to know now, and she would ramp up the drama like, Mom, I have to go, and I'm going to miss it if I don't get an answer right now. So this I need to know now is a big trap. And you'll probably say something like, why didn't you ask me a week ago? And your teen will say, mom, no one makes plans until the last minute. And then she says with this really sarcastic tone, like, like, you know, what planet are you on, mom? And so this desperate pleading, come on, mom. Well, the trap here is not only do you not have time to really think it through, like, if, if your daughter says, all my friends are spending the night at Emma's, and, and can, you know, is it okay? 
And then, and you say, sure, okay, it's okay. But then five minutes later, you remember that she has four other huge events that weekend and three big tests that Monday. So pressuring you at the last minute also blocks you from fact-checking. That's kind of hard to say, fact-checking. Like you ask her if the parents will be home, and she says, yes, Mom, of course her parents will be there. So often you say yes before you have all the information to give a solid answer, yes or no. And then you spend so much energy if you give a yes before you really have that information, then second-guessing yourself. Four, another reason we say yes when we really mean no is that we are not clear. We haven't taken the focused time we need to really think through the issues. And if we don't take that time to really get clear about our rules, our boundaries, and consequences, then we default into processing our ambivalence in front of our teens. I see this a lot in my coaching and therapy practice. One time, I was seeing a mom and her 15-year-old daughter, Emily. They were both sitting on my couch, and we were talking about Emily's new boyfriend. Emily wanted to spend time with her boyfriend in her room with the door shut, and mom said to me in front of her daughter, I just don't know if I should let Emily have her boyfriend up in her room. And so for the next few minutes, mom went back and forth with her ambivalence. Well, the daughter then said immediately, because she was glad to answer her mom's question, yes, mom, you should. So another time I was working with a mom and her daughter, Samantha, and Samantha was a freshman and a cheerleader. I was saying goodbye to mom and Samantha, and mom turned to me and said, "Uh, oh, uh, one more thing. Samantha doesn't want to go to church anymore. Should I make her go? Well, Samantha was behind mom, and she was doing cheerleading leaps, one after another, mouthing, no. When moms are thinking out loud or doing some external processing in front of their teen, mom has just given her power away to her teen. Mom is basically saying, I'm not clear. I can't make up my mind. So the teen, who is very, very clear about what he or she wants, will try to make the decision for mom. Because mom hadn't had the time or done the work of getting clear, she's lost her parenting power and gives up and defaults to yes because of her teen's influence. Okay, and then sometimes it's just a big fat no and you don't really have to even process anything and there's no agony over this, of the decision because it's really obvious because it's just over the top. And one example of this is I can't tell you how many times I would hear parents tell me the same story about how their daughters would bounce down the stairs to go out on a date wearing a tight, revealing, skimpy, and exposing way too much dress. And at those times, it's very easy to say, no freaking way are you wearing that dress. So you do have the capacity to say no. Um, and then, but there's, you know, there are moms who saying no is really easier than saying yes. Um, often this is a good thing, like when your teen is putting themselves at risk, you just say no, and there's no agony over it. But sometimes saying no too quickly is not the best thing for your teen. When all you say is no, 
and they don't have time to express their thoughts and feelings about something. They feel cut off. They don't feel heard. They start resenting you, hating you. They feel you don't care about them, that you are the enemy. Some moms will flippantly say, well, I'm not supposed to be their best friend, so I don't care if they hate me. Well, actually, you should care. Yes, you are not your teen's best friend, but you don't want to be their enemy either. You don't want to lose your teen's heart, and you can. There is a point that if you continually cut them off or are always saying no, they will shut you out. They will just feel like you're trying to control them or all you care about is their grades and that they will fight you or hide in their room. When you lose their heart, you can lose their connection and that puts your teen at risk. They won't trust you. They won't open up to you. You won't know what is really going on in the deepest part of them. See, you need a good relationship with your teen so that if they are stranded in a bad situation, they won't hesitate to call you. I started seeing Samantha again a couple years later in her senior year. She felt very disconnected from her parents over those two years that I hadn't seen her, and she'd grow farther and farther away from her parents. She started dabbling with weed, then ecstasy, and then started taking cocaine. She ended up having to spend the night with her drug dealer and, and just freaked her out that night and was too afraid to call her parents. The next day, she told her mom that she wanted to talk to me. In that session, when we were alone, she told me how scared she was and that she couldn't stop taking drugs. I had to invite mom into the session and sit with her as her daughter told her what was really going on. Her mom was devastated, to say the least. Mom asked Samantha, why didn't you tell me? And Samantha said, I can't talk to you. You just yell at me. Samantha willingly went to rehab, and she was able to turn her life around. However, that situation really impacted me. I will never forget the pain and horror on that mother's face and that she was so clueless about her daughter's life. I felt such compassion for this mom, and I don't want you to find yourself in that situation. Besides yes and no, there is a third option, and this takes time to sort out and often is really the best answer, and that is finding the yes in the no. So here's an example. My daughter was in eighth grade in a small private school and liked a boy in the high school in the same school. He was old enough to drive. My daughter texted me and said, Sean asked me to be his girlfriend. Can I, Mom? And my first reaction was blankety blank blank no. But then I thought she would just go underground. And Sean also had Asperger's and was really young for his age. So... I had to tread carefully because I was dealing with her young heart. So I asked myself, is there any way I can say yes in this big fat no? I had to work through my feelings and all my fears that prayed about it. And then I came up with my strategy. I told her that she could be Sean's girlfriend if she followed my rules which were that she could never ride in his car with him alone. She couldn't go out with him anywhere. Sean uh, could come to my house when I was there, and she could go to Sean's house when his mom was there. So basically, I was saying yes 
that she could be his girlfriend and no to dating. And to my surprise, my daughter responded by saying an enthusiastic, Thank you, Mom! So another example of this is that you may be uncomfortable with your daughter spending the night at Nikki's house because you know that she won't be supervised. So saying yes to Nikki's house will cause you a ton of anxiety and you won't feel good about yourself as a parent. But saying no and getting in a big fight with your daughter isn't good either. So here's how the third option can work. You ask yourself, what could I say yes to? And then you think, well, that you'd be uncomfortable if she spent the night at Nikki's house, but you'd be comfortable if Nikki came over to your house and spent the night. So when you are clear about this answer, you don't have to get angry, defensive, or yell at your daughter. You can actually be compassionate. You could say something like, I know that you've wanted to hang out with Nikki after school for a long time. I want you to spend time with Nikki because I know that's important to you. Instead of spending the night at Nikki's, uh, why don't you have her spend the night at our house? We would love that. And if she asks you, why can't I spend the night at Nikki's? You can say, well, you know, my job is to protect you. And two weeks ago, the police came over to her house because a party had gotten out of hand in the backyard and her parents weren't home. So if you want to spend the night with Nikki, you can um, at our house. See, when we say no to our teens, it's about their best interest. It's about protecting them. We can still be empathic to our teens and still say no. I mean, you don't have to be mean. Mean or harsh never works. Our teens don't get that we are protecting them when we're mean or harsh. They just think that we're just trying to ruin their lives for the fun of it. So if you are more empathic, it can work for you. You can say things like, I know you want to spend time with your girlfriend, and I know how important she is, and here's what would be okay. Or, I know you want to drive and be independent. Um, I'm okay with this, and I'm not okay with this. Or, I know all your friends are on social media, and that's really important to you. And that's why you can use your phone during this time, but you can't use your phone at this time. So adding this one extra step of saying yes in your no shows your teens that you are trying, that you're on their side, that you care about their feelings because you know it's important to their heart. You're trying to find a way to say yes, and also you're showing your teen that it's your job to protect them with your no. All right, so here are five tips for those who tend to say yes when you mean to say no. So one, take the time you need to get clear. Again, don't let your teen pressure you to make a decision. You can say, well, I need to think about this. I need to check my calendar. Well, I need to talk to his parents. And if your teen says, I need to know now, you can tell him, if you need to know now, the answer is a firm no. I'm not saying that I will say yes, but you have a way better chance that I will say yes if you don't push me. See, you need time for your fact-checking. You need time to work through any of your fears or real issues. You need time to get clear. 
You need time to talk it over with your partner or your best friend. You need time when you can think and you aren't distracted. The best answers take time. You have to think through what's best for your teen, and then it takes time to find a way to say yes, and it takes time to get clear about the no. Two, another tip that is related to taking your time is to remember that timing is everything. If you or your teen are emotionally flooded, this is not a good time to discuss with your teen if you're going to say yes or no. What I mean by that is if either you or your teen are stressed out or angry or upset or exhausted, well, this conversation is not going to be productive because when you are emotionally flooded, you are cut off from the higher brain and both of you, or if either one of you is in the lower reactive part of the brain, you are cut off from that problem-solving and perspective part of your brain, and all you have is the stress responses of fight, flight, and freeze. So usually in these scenarios, teens are going to be in fight mode. They want what they want. They are going to push you. And if it's the wrong timing for you, um, you could go into fight mode also, Um But for the moms who tend to say yes when they really mean no, you tend to go into flight mode, which is you don't want to deal with making the decision. You want to avoid it. So you say yes, or you can freeze up, and you don't even know what you think. And then you kind of default to yes. So the best thing to do is, again, to find the right time to talk about it where both of you are clear-headed and calm. If your teen gets upset with you, you can set a boundary and say, I'm not going to talk to you about this while you're so upset. And if you push me, the answer is no. We can talk in an hour when you are calmed down. The third tip is decide who you want to be. Here's what I mean. Often when we say yes, when we really mean no, we are thinking about our teens and their reactions. We're not thinking about who we want to be. When making this decision, decide who do you want to be, or another way to say it is, how do you want to show up with your teen? No mom consciously thinks, I want to be scattered, intimidated, or manipulated by my teen. You just kind of end up there. But by deciding, you are tapping into your strength and power as a mom. Deciding who you want to be is something you say to yourself. For example, I am going to be strong, clear, and firm when I talk to my teen about this decision. And this is a very powerful tool. You are reminding yourself who you really are, and it makes a difference. Which brings us to the fourth tip, which is how we say our no. First, you need to be clear why you are saying no. If you are ambivalent, your teen will pick up on it. And if you've done your due diligence to really think through this, then be confident about your decision. And when you're confident, you don't have to be defensive. You don't have to get angry or label or threaten or get upset. You can be empathic and say no. You can say, I get that you disagree with me and that you're very disappointed, but I've thought about this and my job is to protect you and my answer is no. But here is where I could say yes. Sometimes texting can be a great tool for moms. If you know that your daughter will go ballistic when you say no, you can text her. 
and then she has time to have a reaction, but not in your presence. You can text her and say, I've thought about this, but my answer is no, and we can talk about this when I get home from work. You can text her and say, the reason I'm doing this is that I don't want to fight with you about it. I want us to calmly talk about it when I get home. Okay, number five, the last tip is to prepare for the reaction. If we say yes when we really mean no, it usually means we are afraid or we want to avoid our teen's reaction. So take some time and get curious about your fear. What is the fear? Is it that he will get angry? Is it that she won't talk to you? When you have done the first four tips, it will make this easier. So what, what if your teen gets angry or won't talk to you? If you know that you are clear and that this decision is for his or her good, that you could be saving their life or keeping them from making a huge mistake. And if you know that your decision is coming from a strong and loving place inside of you, well, then this decision has a lot of strength and integrity. What helps prepare you for the reaction is to anticipate the adolescent storm is coming, and it will likely pop up like those red cells that show up in the weather radar when a terrible storm is coming through town, and in Houston, we see that a lot. So you know it could be bad for a while, but then you know it will move on. No, you never have to take any abuse from your teen. If they are venting, then that's okay for a while. You can always set a boundary if your son or daughter gets too upset and say, we need to talk about this when you are calmer. And if they start to be inappropriate with you in any way, you can stop the conversation and definitely then your answer is a no. All right, moms, if you are a mom who says yes when you really mean no, I want you to make a promise to yourself. As of today, I want you to say to yourself, Starting now, when I say yes, it really is a yes. And when I say no, it really is a no. And don't worry about trying to make a perfect decision because they actually don't exist. You just want to do all you can to make the best possible decision for your teen. Hey, everybody, this concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. I have some other great resources for you. You can head over to ColleenOGrady.com. That has two L's and two E's. You can sign up for my Dial Down the Drama triple pack. It's absolutely free. You get a copy of my free ebook, Seven Ways to Help Your Daughter and Yourself, a free chapter from my best-selling and award-winning book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict and Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, a guide for mothers everywhere. And you get a free subscription to my weekly e-zine. If you're ready to pick up your copy of Dial Down the Drama, you can find it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For daily encouragement, follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Colleen O'Grady Dial Down the Drama. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.